hello, 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 and welcome back to the SLP Corner Podcast. So, I took the summer off. My last episode was June. I took July and August off. Um, I was busy in July with a UBC student. I'm not going to get into details of like my student, um, as I don't get into details about my clients or my coworkers or my colleagues, etc. But I will talk about my experience as a clinical educator for sure in other episodes. Um, I'll share like what I learned, what I think I could do better next time, what I think that will make my experience easier and on and on and on for anyone who is thinking about becoming a clinical educator. It's definitely a great way to give back to the SLP community and like I know that clinical educators can make such an impact on the SLPs coming into the field. So it definitely felt like a great thing to do with my time. Um, overall, I would recommend being a clinical educator. I think it's just, yeah, a great way to get back to the community. Um, so today I want to talk about something that I shared on my Instagram stories um, about a week ago. It's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, the qualities we need as an SLP. It's just food for thought today. Um, basically, I, I've i just been reflecting a lot this summer on like what makes me um, a good SLP and what might hinder my ability to practice like as a great SLP day to day and on and on and on. And I've really come to realize that there is one quality or skill or trait that I think is so important. And the reason why I think about it is because it's just that classic question, right? Like, we're always asked in our essays to apply to the master's program. Like, what quality do you think you need to be a great SLP? Or what quality do you think you have that will make you a good SLP in the future? And I think people are always like, oh, um, intelligence and um, that drive to be a lifelong learner, a hard worker, and on and on and on. But I really have come to realize that I think there's one quality and I'm hesitant to even call it a quality because the more I've looked into this is actually a skill is patience now of course there's a nature and nurture debate with everything and patience some people can um experience the ability to be patient a little bit more easily than others and that can be because of the way they were raised because of um, things they learned from their parents growing up positive or negative it's definitely something we can all improve upon and um, I've just been thinking like when I am in sessions, what is the make or break? And yeah, like intelligence, of course, but I think you need that for a lot of jobs. And I think you need to be hardworking for a lot of jobs. And I think you need to be organized for a lot of jobs. But if you are not patient, it is very hard to work in a rehabilitative job we're working with kids who are trying kids and i'm saying that because most of you who listen to my podcast are um, most interested in pediatrics but we're working with kids who are having some challenges doing some skills that certain people think or the majority of people think like for example like producing certain sounds or speaking in sentences they just think it's super easy right and we're working with these kids who they find it so hard because it is hard for them. And I think a lot of the times people lose patience when they see someone doing something they think is easy or simple and they can't get it. It's like 
in all areas of life, like even adults driving, you might get impatient with someone who you think is not, who is like a bad driver or they're not good at parking. Or you might be annoyed at watching someone like the Kendall Jenner thing, watching her cut the cucumber. Cause it's like, we all know how to do that. It seems so easy, but like we lose patience when we see things that we just find like, what? That's so easy. So I think like if you at a baseline don't have so much patience genuinely like within your heart and soul like with these little kids you aren't going to be able to be showing up for them properly you're not going to be able to be genuine in your excitement for them you're not going to be able to work through these tough tough things with them or these goals that they're striving for that their parents are hoping for them and it's just like when I feel like my um patience is lower I do feel like it negatively impacts my therapy. And I think like on average, I'm a very patient person, which I do think if you even want to be an SLP, you're probably very patient. You might not even realize how patient you are just compared to other people. But I do think it's kind of everything. Like it's everything. Honestly, I I don't even know how you'd get through the a session if you don't have patience. Like patience with kids having big feelings, patience with, children having really um, unique sensory sensitivities, patients with parents being in denial, patients with parents not quite understanding a strategy that we might think of as simple, patients with kids um, having a bad day or showing some regression, patients with it just it goes on and on like it's really it, it's everything when it comes to therapy with little ones and it's everything when it comes to parent coaching with parents and it's everything when it comes to being part of the diagnostic process for autism you need to have patience with parents coming to terms with this with this diagnosis you need to have patience with parents slowly um understanding more about neurodiversity even though when you first meet them they might be very um more aba aligned you need to have patience with children warming up to you you need to have patience with kids who take a little longer to achieve certain goals that you have set for them and um All this to say, there's a few reasons why. First of all, I just think it's good food for thought because it's important to reflect on like, okay, yeah, I can be hardworking. Okay, I can do all these CEUs. Like, but what's my patience like? Like, am I able to stay calm? And I want to read the definition of patience for you. So patience is defined as the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. So you basically it's acceptance of what's happening, whether you like what's happening or you do not like what's happening. Um, and you are able to accept that and you're able to stay calm. Patience is a skill. We can work on increasing our ability to be patient and engage in practices to become a more patient person. So I think that's so important for us to know. Like, first of all, patience is incredibly important to all USLPs to be. I think it's like, vital and it's a skill it's not like you are a patient person or you are not a patient person and even if you feel like you're like oh I have such low patience one thing I would ask yourself is like when you are feeling impatient take a step back are your needs being met because I have noticed that when I am not feeling as patient as I would like to be there's a few things happening one I could be tired two and, and so one, I could be tired and that could be because I am working too much right now or because I am not prioritizing sleep and rest and all of that. 
Two, I could be hungry. I feel like it's the classic hangry, right? Like, are your needs being met? Are you are you resting enough? Are you getting enough food during the day? Or are you putting off lunch and then you're starving and you feel like you're so impatient for your six o'clock client? Um, also, are you really empathizing with the family and or the child? Are you taking on their perspective? That's huge. And when I asked you guys on Instagram, I put out a question box or whatever, so many of the, and I, and I asked, what do you think is the most important um, quality? A lot of people said patience. I'll just read, the, I'll read some of them. Um, empathy and compassion. I think that these go with being patient. 100% agree. Um, yes, patience. Patience is everything. Empathy, flexibility. And then it also says true understanding of disability. Couldn't agree more. Number one, patience. And number two, flexibility of being okay, thinking on your feet. Someone said, I'm still working on this. We all are. Empathy, putting myself in another's place, imagining how they are feeling. Another person said empathy, creativity. Anyways, I really, I really was like, oh, you know what? Empathy does go so hand in hand with patience because usually, um, if you're feeling impatient, it could be a good opportunity to take a step back and empathize with the child if who's having those big feelings. Like think about what it would be like to be in their shoes for the day or the parent or both. So I think empathy does go hand in hand. Um, okay, I want to walk through some ways to develop this skill. So this is from the Cleveland Clinic and I read like so many links. Um, but I kind of loved these ones and I really resonated with them. Um, I think a psychologist wrote this article. But number one, it says, practice mindfulness. Be in the present moment without judging. Simply sit quietly and notice your breath. Notice what distracts you from your breath. Anyways, when I say practice mindfulness, like it could be a headspace meditation. It could be um, some of the, like the naming strategy where you name things around you. Just like practice being mindful and just sitting in the moment. Just being in the moment sitting in the moment and experiencing the moment and being okay with that. Number two, practice accepting your current circumstances. I kind of love this one because maybe one day you have a client who is screaming, crying, a parent who doesn't seem to understand your perspective on strategies you want to use, and you just, you're exhausted. You're like, you know what? I'm tired. I want to go home. Like, I'm, you just need to work on accepting your current circumstance. Like, right now, this is my life. This I am in this room. This is what I'm dealing with. And it's not very helpful to think about how I'm so annoyed, how I don't want to be here, how I want to go home, on and on and on. Accept it. Accept this is my circumstance right now. It's unpleasant. It's tiring. And it is what it is. This is the moment I'm in. And I'm going to accept my circumstance. Actively build a tolerance for being uncomfortable. So it says, let other people go ahead of you in line. Let people go ahead of you in traffic. Resist the urge to scratch an itch. Don't act on every impulse to check your phone. Love that. Building the tolerance for being uncomfortable is huge. And I think like I get this a lot from running, but sitting in discomfort is meditation to me. Like, Sitting in discomfort on a 30 kilometer run when all I want to do is stop, it's such a good exercise. And I think we could get that from so many different things in life um, that are hard. And I think they can be healthy at the same time. Like even doing a meditation 
sit in that uncomfortable like it's uncomfortable sometimes to be in your own head you know and try work on that okay when you're feeling rushed consciously slow down one affirmation that i heard from a marathoner um i think it was alexi pappas she shared that when she i i think like marathons are just such a good um analogy for like so many different things we experience in life and running it's such a good just things you learn from running and things you learn from marathoning i just think there's so many life skills you can learn anyways alexi pappas was saying that one of the affirmations um she says to herself when she runs marathons is stay and there's lots of different different affirmations like tasha wodok um i hope i just said her last name correctly she she says uh, her affirmation during marathons is yes i can so it's something you go to when you're in the pain cave or when you're in a dark place or you're in something hard you say to yourself to make yourself feel better. And I love Alexi Pappas' stay. I love that for so many things. Even when you're feeling frustrated or tired in this session, stay. Stay. This is where you're at. Just stay. Stay in the moment. Stay in this Stay in this headspace. Stay in this experience. This is what's happening right now and just stay. It is what it is. This is where you're at. I love that. Um, the last few are like, let it, let it feel broken. You can think to yourself that, you know what, this session's not going very well and just own it. It's almost easier. Like to just be like, yeah, this is not going very well. Um, instead of like thinking thoughts like, oh, I'm the worst SLP ever. It's like, it's this session, try not to personalize it, right? This session is not going very well. Um, and that's okay. We're humans. We're not robots. Be playful. Be silly. I find that really helpful. Just laugh. Like it's like the classic my mom used to always say when I was little. She's like, you know what? You'll either laugh or you'll cry sometimes. <laughs> and like you can choose. And you know what? Sometimes you just choose to cry. And you know what? It's going to feel amazing. But you laugh or you'll cry when you're, when you're feeling, <laughs> when you're at a certain point. And sometimes it's just easier and better for everyone if you just laugh it off. Practice being a good listener. Sometimes when everything's going wrong and you're kind of starting to blame other people, let's look inward for a minute. Are we really listening? Are we really taking on their perspective? All this to say, I'm working on this. We're all working on it. No one's perfectly, no one's perfect at this. I do think that like SLPs and people who choose to work with little ones or choose to work with people or children with special needs in any capacity, definitely, I think, probably have more patience on average um, because that probably draws you to the field in the first place. I always hear people being like, oh my God, you work with kids. I could never work with kids. And I'm like, good thing you don't. (laughs) But anyway, it doesn't seem like that would go very well for anyone. But um, all this to say, food for thought. I love being able to just share my SLP thoughts with you guys on the podcast. So I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you got something from it and have a fantastic week. 